This is the Mark Stucheski Podcast. Leah Kraft Christine, welcome to the show. Hey, Mark, it's great to be here. Boy, if people only understood what we had to go through to get you on the podcast today. <laughs> Isn't technology yes. wonderful? Well, <laughs> it, it causes me to practice what I preach. Hmm. So who are you and what do you do for a living? For many years, I've traveled around the world speaking about emotional intelligence. And what that really means is brain management. And what that really means is trying to point everything in the direction of happy. And that's a fundamental need for both business and personal life. So I have focused on this for a very long time. I don't think anyone has ever been on the show and said the words brain management before. So congratulations for making history. I'm shocked, Mark. <laughs> I'm just telling the way it is, Leah. So let's talk about emotional intelligence and brain management because, you know, we've been going through a lot, especially starting in February 2020. We're still going through the pandemic right now. A lot of people still furloughed from their jobs. A lot of people have to change their jobs because their industry has forever changed. So why don't you give us some of your thoughts about, you know, this brain management and emotional intelligence that you talked to so many people about? I will definitely be happy to do that. I, just as a backdrop here, um, had to struggle with depression and happiness for most of my early life and made a huge turnaround um, in my right around age 30. And it happened shortly after three huge events happened to me. And some of it I had control of others. I didn't have control of my mother died. She was very, we were very close. She died very young. Um, I got a divorce and I decided to leave my career as an attorney. And all of those things together, at least two of them made me feel pretty rotten about myself. And I went into a very, very, very deep depression. And I was totally fortunate in that I had a turning point one day where basically I said to myself, Leah, get a grip. Use what you know. You know, most people are very smart, very intelligent about themselves. The problem is for many of us is that we just don't control and make ourselves use what we know. So I ended up writing my fifth book. I was, I had written books even before I left the practice of law, but this fifth book was my first nonfiction book. And it was called, it is called 30 Days to Happiness, Setting Yourself Up to Win in Life. And what it is, is a very quick, quick answers for issues. Right now, we're in a time where so many people need anything and quick, because when you are feeling not yourself, you can't focus on a chapter that's 20 pages long. You need quick, you need direction, you need something that will immediately give you reward. And that's what I did for myself. It turned my life around. I went through it as a program multiple times to help 
make myself get in a different groove. Because what happens for most of us is we are in a groove in the brain that reacts in a certain way and continues to create that pattern over and over and over again. Well, here we are in this time, and so much of what we're dealing with life right now, we have no control over. I am a doer. I am a shaker. I like to take things and make it work. I build houses. I get so frustrated because I don't want to have to depend on people that I learned how to do plumbing and electrical and heating, ventilating, air conditioning because I'm a doer. But before we can do, we have to get our energy up enough to start doing something about it. When we're in a time when we don't have control over a pandemic or over icy cold minus 18 degree weather or over anything, then we have to get control over our own brain. And frankly, that's the toughest thing. It's the toughest. We have to start somewhere. And if it depends on how deeply upset or how deeply depressed, how deeply anxious we are. But I always try to bring people to think about the first step to loosen up, loosen up the body. It'll help loosen up the mind to do anything that pushes the body to shake it up a little, whether that's jumping on a mini trampoline, a rebounder, or whether it's going out and taking a walk, or better yet, a run walk, anything to shake it up, shake it up, shake it up. And you will then help yourself to do some brain management. Yeah, but I want to just most, jump in real here quickly, sure. because uh, just a couple days ago, episode 747 of the show, I recorded this show called Doer's versus dwellers. And I argue that most people in the world are dwellers. We're dwelling on the news. We're dwelling on the pandemic. We're dwelling on the vaccine. We're dwelling on politics. And if you take the time to look at the most successful, happiest, wealthiest people in our world, they are doers. They're not dwellers. So listener, what I want you to do is I want you to just think about the last 24 hours that you've lived on this planet. And I want you to ask yourself, were you a dweller or were you a doer? Just just take a moment right now as you're listening to this conversation and just reflect on the last 24 hours. Would you say you're a dweller or a doer? And once you have that answer, if your answer is dweller, don't beat yourself up. Just say, you know what? I want to become a doer and then figure out what do you need to do in order to transition from being a dweller to being a doer. What do you think about that, Leah? I love it. I absolutely love it. It is. We do need to dwell sometimes, but where are we dwelling? <laughs> that's, that's kind of, that's kind of the issue. Are we, are we dwelling on the, the fifth story balcony and sitting there with a big smile on our face? Or are we wallowing in something dark? Um, that's the real question. I used to wallow and, and I didn't even realize I was wallowing. It's very easy to wallow right now, but we can't let that happen. The key is to raise energy. And Mark, you know this, your energy is so fabulously high. When we have a raised energy, we seek out answers. We allow solutions to come to us. And what the truth is about the brain, I'm sure you've discussed this with someone along the way, 
the truth is that when we are anxious and when we're depressed and when we're stuck in the muck, basically we only have access to one half of our brain. Mm. So that creates a big problem because the only half of the brain we have access to is the logical analytical side that says, here's what I know already. Let's see, how can I solve this from what I know already? The other side of the brain is what we get locked out of. There is something between the two sides of the brain called the corpus callosum. And basically, the electrical synapses have to jump between the two sides. When times are good and we are in our flow and we're writing a list of to-dos for the day, what the brain does naturally is it jumps from the planning side of the brain. Typically, if you're a right-hander, it's the left side of the brain because human bodies are cross-connected. If you're a right-hander, you are run on the right side by the left side of your brain. And if you are a left-hander, you're typically the opposite. So I'm not going to say right and left, but it's typical that one side of the brain is logical analytical, while the other side of the brain is visual and emotional and musical and creative and accepting of new ideas and puts together things that haven't been done before or sees options and is aware of things that the logical analytical too down to earth side doesn't see. Hey there, it's Mark, and I want to invite you to become a Mark Stucheski Insider and get the top five productivity tips for entrepreneurs absolutely free. It all happens over at MrProductivity.com. Hmm. Very interesting. And oh. as you're as you're talking, you know, I, I know most people probably understand there's a left side and the right side of the brain, but I think we get stuck into... Uh, how did Zig Ziglar put it? He said the only difference between a grave and a rut is a rut is a grave with the ends kicked out. And the more you keep doing something particularly negative, it works the same way on the positive side. The more things you do negatively, you, you make that rut deeper and deeper. And as the rut gets deeper and deeper, it gets more and more difficult to get out of the rut. And so, I would argue that you need to catch yourself as soon as you start doing or thinking or saying something negative, because the earlier you catch it, the better chance you have of getting out of it. Is that, is that a fair assumption? <laughs> I have spoken that, written that, and proclaimed that from the rooftops. The faster you notice what you're doing, the more quickly you can get out because what really happens to us is we start sliding into something like an old, what I call a cesspool, a sewer. You start sliding in. And if you let yourself slide too far, you are going to have to do some major exertion with one foot on each side of that cesspool, one hand on each side, and get yourself shimmied out of there. But if you catch yourself before you slide down below the lip, you can get out quite easily. Mm. So let's talk about your, your book. You have a book, 30 Days to Happiness. Um, I don't want to give away the farm. I, I don't want to, I want people to go out and get your stuff. So why don't you pick maybe two or three uh, ideas that we can become more happy starting today and give me the first point and then I'll ask a follow-up question based on that. So give me the first tip for, for us. 
Okay. The first point is awareness, and we've called it mindfulness, but what we need to do is say, what am I feeling right now? And be able to identify it. That, that's key. And unfortunately, not enough people know how to do that. The problem with being mindful or having awareness is it takes you to um, the ability to slow down. And we are in such a rush, uh, whether doing our jobs or going from place to place or, Lord forbid, we're on social media or consuming the news. You need to stop and you need to really check in with yourself. And you can't do that when you're rushing from one thing to the next. And so I tell people um, to go get Jay Shetty's book, uh, Think Like a Monk, because one of the things I learned about mindfulness and meditation in that book is if you go for a walk and you leave technology behind, that's a form of meditation. If you take a shower and you're alone with your thoughts, that's a form of meditation. The problem is when people are in the shower, they're always thinking about what they're going to do that day. When they're on a walk, they're thinking about what they have to do the rest of the day. And what I'm telling people to do is gift yourself the time to slow down and just take aware, take an inventory of what's going on in your body right now. You can't do that if you're always in technology. That's right. That's right. And and I do think that anything that changes your location, gets your body moving, is going to help you shift gears. That's what we need to do when we get stuck in a particular pattern or rut. We have to do something that's going to change that. But then the next step is the it's the the hard one. And that is to if to say, if we notice that what we're doing is bringing the trajectory downward, is to stop it. Even if you can't insert something else that's positive in the moment, at least stop it. And then, if you can, insert something simple and make it a statement that you write down because very often when you are in the downward trajectory, you cannot even remember the words to say, I can do this. I can handle this. It's going to be okay. I can see that this will be over and it's going to be fine. You had me at the word simple. Uh, my listeners know that I love the word simple and simplicity because I believe that complexity is a gateway to procrastination. So when you said simple statement, too many people are getting in their own ways. They're making things far more complex. And when things become complex, you get overwhelmed and you quit. And we don't want you to quit, dear listener. We want you to go do. So make sure you're taking your time to be mindful, to be aware of what's going on in your life. So what's another tip you have for us in order how we can be more happy? Decide what you can control mm. about the situation and what you can't control. That is so key. When we realize that, maybe even write it down on one side of the paper, what can't I control about this and what can I control? The one thing we have total and absolute control over is the running inside our brain, the words, the emotions, the every word that we say elicits an emotion mm. saying, I can do this, or I'm okay, I'm safe, I'm safe. That word safe just resonates through the entire body. Every cell responds to the word. 
And so starting with that, then you can move to the next statements to yourself. Like, for example, if we have a list of things I have no control over, then we have to decide how we're going to view those things we have no control over. I have no control over it, and it's a big steamroller, and it's going to crush me. Or this too shall pass because everything does. This too shall pass. This is going to be over. And that is something that is a truism, no matter how you argue with it, because I deal with many people that argue with anything that's put in their path to help them feel better. But this too, everything changes. It always is changing. It's moving forward. And it will pass. The whole kitten caboodle will pass. We are going to be in 2022 and we're going to say we're, we're beyond that now. Thank God we're beyond it. That yeah, that's, is, that's very important because, you know, a lot of people are paralyzed by COVID and I, I don't want to, you know, give false hope, but this will pass. I don't know when. I think 2021 is going to be the year this whole thing turns around. Uh, remember the infamous Spanish flu of 1918. They thought that was the end of human civilization and it, it passed. Okay. Uh, polio passed. All these diseases will eventually pass. Uh, we had a winter storm here uh, last week in Houston or this whole state of Texas. You know what? It's going to be 75 degrees today. It will pass. And the problem is, like you said, what you can and cannot control. Um, you can't control the weather. So a week ago today, it was like in the teens here in Houston. Now it's going to be in the seventies. I just had a deal with it. I had no power and, you know, I had a little gas heat or not gas heat. I had gas for the stove, you know, low water pressure, but you know what? I had to do what I had to do. I couldn't change the weather. I couldn't go into my computer because I didn't have internet. I didn't have power and say, okay, I'm going to make the temperature go up. I just had to deal with it. And I, I think if people just understand that, eventually it'll pass. Now, will you, is there a chance you may die from COVID? Yeah. Is there a chance that you may die of a heart attack? Well, yeah, but most people are going to get through crisis after crisis. And I, I, I agree with you, Leah, we need to focus on it's going to get better than it's going to stay this way. I, the analogy I use all the time in my show, because I grew up in this age is Winnie the Pooh. Now you have four choices. You can be Winnie the Pooh, Christopher Robin, Tigger, that's me, or Eeyore. And I see so many Eeyores walking around the the planet. They're just like, oh, it's never going to work out. COVID's going to be here forever. I'm never going to get a job. I'm going to be homeless. I'm going to get disease and die. You know, first of all, if you're an Eeyore, go hang around Winnie the Poohs or Tiggers. Number two, if you <laughs> are a Tigger or Winnie the Pooh or Christopher Robin, stay away from Eeyores. We love them, but they'll bring you down. They'll suck the energy right out of you. What say you? Hey, I now have an affiliate program where you can earn up to 30% commission just for referring people to my paid program. To find out more, go to MrProductivity.com, scroll to the bottom of the page, and click the link. Oh, absolutely. Although what my work has been is to reach out or be available to Eeyores. And frankly, that makes me even more powerful and strong in what I know and how I run my life. I cannot make someone else change. And if I work with someone who says, I'm going to be your toughest case, then I might say, you know what? 
goodbye <laughs> because because no one can change someone's mind unless they desire to do that. Right. So it's it's it must be someone cooperating with you. So the Eeyores can come around to a point where they cooperate. On the other hand, if you are feeling a little bit uncertain or you're not in full power at this moment, then you should. You should avoid the Eeyores because Eeyores can suck all the energy out of the room. We've seen it. You've dealt with it. Uh, our whole lives, we know what that looks like and what that feels like. And when you're in a precarious time, when you're maybe feeling somewhat vulnerable, well, then you must absolutely protect yourself. But you can protect yourself and cushion yourself with your own words. And so it's not like you have to shield yourself from the news. It would be nice not to listen to the news a lot. I have heard something this morning on the news where no fewer than four people said, the first thing I do when I wake up in the morning is look at the COVID numbers. And my answer to that is, no, 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 no. <laughs> what are you thinking? Look at the COVID numbers. How is that going to help you or anyone else? Are you in direct control of the COVID numbers? No. Then look at something you are in control of. And I absolutely say everybody should wake up doing two things, two things. Wake up in the morning, notice that you're alive and say, thank you, 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 thank you. And you are aware of all of the things that you can be thankful for. And I guarantee you, they're going to go flying through your mind if you let them. Like, oh my gosh, I've got a bed under me. Oh my, there's a roof over my head. There's, there's, it's decent enough to step out of this bed. I may have some food in the kitchen. Oh wow. This is all so fantastic. If you can find three or four things to feel thankful for, you will start to feel happy automatically. You know, you don't you even make me laugh when I when you said that because um, my aunt, she's an eighty four, she's eighty four years old. She served this country in the military, and she says every time she wakes up, she says, "Thank you, Jesus. I woke up. The dog woke up, and the house is still standing." So right away, <laughs> within five seconds, she has already acknowledged that she's got another day. But so many people are like. Oh, it's another day. There was a commercial way back in the, I think, 70s or 80s with Dunkin' Donuts. And they the guy would say, time to make the donuts. Well, you can say, time to make the donuts. Or I get to go make the donuts for these people. It's the same thing, but you get to choose. And I think a lot of people are choosing I get to make the donuts when you should look at it. I get to serve people by making donuts because I can make their day start off right. And so exactly. I, you're absolutely right. How you start your day, the first thoughts, the first things you do, it sets the tone for the entire day. That's what I preach all the time. And don't reach for your phone. Don't check social media. Don't check email. Don't check text messages. Go do something that's going to inspire you. One of the things I did back in 2020, I read a book called The 5 a.m. Club from Robert Sharma. And one of the things he talks about is getting up at 5 a.m. But then in that first 10 or 15 minutes, you get up and you elevate your heart rate. You break out in a sweat. So I didn't do it all for 2020 until Christmas Day. I decided, you know, I'm going to get up at 5 o'clock. And by 5.15 in the morning, I'm going to be out running for 30 minutes. Just doing that. Then I do my reading and my gratitude journal and everything else. It changes everything because now I'm fully awake. When you're running for 30 minutes, you're fully awake. And I just encourage people, listen, you may not want to get out of bed, 
But the best thing you can do when you wake up is get out of bed, put those feet in the floor, make your bed, turn all the lights on in your room, wake up. Because if you're not fully awake, your body's going, you know, that that bed looks really comfortable right now. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. It, it, there's something else I add to that that I have done in my program, the happiness tune up. And in certainly in the book, find three or four words that feel good to you. Words are already imbued with their own energy, starting with that. But if you want to say the name of something you or someone you love, saying that name can help bring up your internal energy, get the, get the furnace started. But I say the words health, energy, happiness, love, and sure, one of the things that crosses across my mind is my dog. And I think of my dog's face. It makes me feel energetic. If you're a dog person or a cat person, think about your dog or cat. I guarantee it will bring up your energy. And that's what we're trying to do before we get out of bed. Oh, yeah. I, I tell my wife and I have a two and a half year old dog. Awesome dog. She's such a good girl. And she's never like in a bad mood. She's always happy. And you can't be unhappy when you're on our dog, Gracie. And I think we as human beings, we need to be like that. We need to be excited to see other people because um, I, I want people to go back to September 12, 2001, the day after those horrific terrorist attacks on the United States soil. We all came together. Okay. A lot of people lost their lives. We came together. Now, all these years later, like 20 years later, we're all at, at each other's throats. And I, we need to get back to September 12, 2001. We need to realize we're all human beings. And, and I think out of 8 billion people on this, on this planet, Leah, I think 99% of the people are good, loving, caring, smart, lovable people. It's only the fringe people who also unfortunately get the news, news, uh, news coverage that are, makes the people think that we're not having, we don't have a good planet. I think most people are good. Do you agree with that? <laughs> yes. And everyone has a set of beliefs that will bring up their energy or pull it down underground. And we have beliefs about three things in general. We have beliefs about ourselves. We have a, we have beliefs about other people in general and in particular, but in general is what really affects us. And we have beliefs about life slash our life. And if we have negative takes on any of those things, it's going to pull the energy downward. So I absolutely say, get each of those categories up to a place that empowers you, that is like jet fuel to you. What do you need to say to yourself about yourself? And you don't need to make it silly. It's, it, I, I understand what affirmations have been. I, I, I like what have been, has been done on Saturday Night Live. I think it's fun and funny, but it is very real when you say something about you. I can handle this or I can learn to handle this. We can step back from that. We can say exactly what you've said about other people. 99% of all people are wonderful. And what, what about life? Life is full of opportunities. There's an opportunity around every corner. And truly, sometimes we need to say the darkest hour is just before the dawn, which is the truth. The coldest hour is just before the dawn. If you notice in the winter, it may have been 30 degrees all night, suddenly dips to 28. Yep. But that's the hour before dawn. And then everything starts rising up. So when we're thinking about who we are, we are a bundle of beliefs. And if you can get those beliefs 
each of those in a place where they're helpful to you and not hurtful. And if you talk with someone who's an Eeyore, they're going to say, well, you're just stupid. If you don't understand, there's this many people who are really bad people. I say you tell it to yourself because it is useful, it is healthy, and it's empowering. Now, you tell me what the opposite has any good use for. Bringing your energy down has no use for anything. I agree a hundred percent. And, you know, as I think about the last, you know, 28 minutes we've been on the show together, you have given us so much to think about. And what I always caution my listener to do is when I have great guests like Lee on the show, um, you know, you're like, oh my gosh, there's so much here and you may get overwhelmed. Here's what I want you to do. I want you to take one thing that Leah talked about, just one thing and go implement it. That's all. And then you can always come back and re-listen to this episode, but just pick one thing because everything she talked about is gold. And uh, Leah, I really appreciate you being in the show, but the last question I have for you is where can people go to find out more about you and what you're doing in the world? They can go to my website. I have several, but this one is the most important. Lifecraft with a K, L-I-F-E-K-R-A-F-T. I believe we are crafting our lives. We're building our lives. And inside that, they will see courses. And one of the most important things I have ever created is a 30-day course with 30 videos. Each day is a four or five minute video delivered to an email address. It's a way to help ourselves keep moving through this time so that we can reach a point where we can ask the question, how can I make this time work for me? What can I do right now that maybe I wouldn't have had time to do before? How can I benefit from this time? So Lifecraft can give you a lot of good answers, but that program where you receive an option of doing, seeing a video, listening to an audio, reading a four-page chapter, or working on a one-page workbook sheet, those things can help you turn back to who you really are. Because at your core, fundamentally, you want to be happy, just like a cork rising to the surface of the water. Your internal guidance says, let's feel good. Let's feel better. I love it. Well, Leah, thank you so much for being on the show today. It was an absolute thrill having you here. (laughs) Thank you, Mark, for asking me to be here. I absolutely love your show, and I am going to tell even more people about it. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Mark Stuchewski Podcast. I really hope it served you well today. Now head on over to my website, mrproductivity.com. Sign up to be a free Mark Stuchewski Insider. Get my top five productivity tips for entrepreneurs. Absolutely free. It's my gift to you. And until tomorrow, my friend, go be productive.